Hello everyone, happy 2021. Welcome back to Not Your Average TV Junkie Podcast. I am Ava, if you are new here, and welcome to the official season two premiere of Not Your Average TV Junkie Podcast. I don't think I've talked about this in the past, but I was just planning on like uh, dividing my seasons on year because I don't have any other way really to decide when my season should start and end. So this is just what I've kind of decided that I'm going to do it by year. So now that we are in the new year, one that I think is much appreciated worldwide by everyone, we are going to officially start season two. And with this episode, I kind of have just like a myriad of things I want to talk about. I'm going to be talking about my 2021 goals. I'm going to be talking a little bit about 2020, some of my favorite shows and uh, the good and the bad and all of that. I'm going to be talking about the books I read in 2020. And then at the end, I'm going to throw in just some random recaps of some on TV shows that I just finished watching, The Voice and Holiday Baking Championship to be specific because I didn't really have anywhere else to place them and I want to talk about them, but they're not long enough to have like their own episode. Also, not in this episode, but coming very soon, I still am going to give you my Amazing Race thoughts. They are coming, I promise. They're just taking longer than expected. And number two, I am going to be ranking all of the Christmas Hallmark movies that I watched this season. So this Christmas season, all the ones that were new this season that I watched, I will be ranking. Um, That might be its own video. It might be lumped in with something else. I'm not quite sure yet, just because I don't know how long it's going to be. But, of course, you will see both of those things very quickly, so let's get into this very exciting 2021, 2020 wrap-up, yay, new year, all the things, let's go. Okay, so the books I read in 2020, I read 13 books and a couple of them were for school and honestly, I'm wildly disappointed in the fact that I only read 13 books. I think that I can 100% do better in 2021. I'm setting my sights way higher. My goal is to read 21 books in 2021, so hopefully I can accomplish that. I feel like um, about halfway through the year, I discovered that I could use my library card to rent books on my Kindle through the app Libby. This is obviously not sponsored by Libby, but just so you know, it's really great and you should totally check it out. I will link the, the app in my description, but, um... I definitely, once I did that, I realized that I could definitely be checking in and out more books and I would be able to read more and school started and I did kind of slow down, but I am definitely going to read more in the next year. That is, I have my sights set on at least 21 books, maybe more. Um, We'll see how much time I have. Obviously this year could get hectic. I don't know exactly what the future holds, but let's get into the 13 books I did read this year. The first book I read is I'm Fine and Neither Are You by Camille Pagan, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Uh, This was the very first book I read in 2020. I read it like in January of last year. So, I mean, obviously my review is going to be like kind of hard to do because I read it so long ago, like literally a year ago. But essentially it was about like the idea was that no matter how perfect someone else's life seems like they're not doing as well as you probably thought they were and it kind of really explores that through the story of a couple moms and the way their life kind of progresses and I don't want to give away like the big thing that happens because it's kind of the whole point of the book and it is fiction it's not like a real story but the the entire point like I said is that no matter how perfect someone's life seems like they're probably not doing as well as you think and then you see that develop in the book and just kind of how uh, the main character goes about that. The next book I read was the first book in the series The Six. It is Christy by Samantha March who is one of my favorite YouTubers. She does beauty stuff and uh, she's also a published author obviously. I actually met her in 
at the end of January or the beginning of February of last year, before the pandemic, she came to my hometown on like, and like a trip and she had a little meet and greet super close to my house. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. So I did get to meet her, which was super awesome. But I read the first book in her series. I be- There's going to be six, I believe three or four are out. I like am just now realizing that I totally want to read the rest of the series, the ones that are out and then like keep going. So that is like on my to read list. Also, I have like 50 books on my want to read list. So I have like three years worth of reading here, but I'm going to try and plug through much as humanly possible I think I'm going to try and get some audiobooks so I can be listening to like memoirs and stuff as I'm driving as I'm I don't know bullet journaling whatever um but this book I think they're great I the first one at least I think that the story is really fun it's about a group of six girls they all uh they're like a big friend group but the friend group has like different pockets in it like two are like really good friends and you know how that goes with a, a group of six and it just each book focuses on one of the characters and it follows their individual life. The story of Christy. Christy is an elementary school guidance counselor. I believe it's elementary school, maybe middle school, something like that. She's a guidance counselor and then it goes through her journey of, you know, that as her profession, but also her with her six friends or five other friends, I guess. But I think it was really good and I would totally recommend reading those books, that series. And I will continue reading that series, so you should hear more about them this time next year when I go over my 2021 books. So there's there's something to look forward to, you know, just just saying. Uh, the third book I read was Talking As Fast As I Can from Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls by Lauren Graham, which is Lauren Graham's memoir. If you don't know, if you haven't been listening to the podcast for a long time, Lauren Graham is my favorite actress of all time. So I was like, oh my gosh, I definitely have to read this book. I just had not gotten around to it before this. I believe it came out uh, like five years ago, something like that. And she is writing another one, which makes me very, very happy. I'm super, super excited for that. I cannot wait. But anyways, uh, I started reading this book in like January and then I had to do for my AP language class last year, I had to do like a book. It's called a book circle, but essentially it's like a huge book review. It's like really complicated and in-depth about a book. And since it was a language class, for some reason, we were allowed to do nonfiction And even though her book wasn't on the list, I asked the teacher, and because the teacher was a Parenthood fan, he let me read this book for the book project. So I was like, hallelujah, I was going to read it anyway. Like, I already started reading it, so it worked out really well, but I obviously would have read it anyways, regardless. But, oh, my email is going off fun. Anyways, um, but it was great. It's hilarious. If you've seen Gilmore Girls, which, I mean, this is a TV podcast, so, I mean, you're probably here for, for some TV stuff, right? Um... If you've seen Gilmore Girls and you know the character Lorelai, it's quite literally Lorelai on a page, which I think is hilarious because I think I, I've watched a lot of interviews with Lauren Graham and a lot of behind the scenes stuff and I've seen her in other roles, obviously as Sarah in Parenthood and Joan in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is coming back in like a week, guys. Very excited. Anyways, um, Lauren Graham is very much an embodiment of Lorelai and I think they have a lot of similarities in their like their mannerisms and the way they speak and their humor and I think that if you read the book you will see a lot of similarities between Lauren and Lorelai and I think it's absolutely hilarious it's laugh out loud funny the stories are great there's a lot of inspiration in it too and I just I think it's amazing and I was on a memoir kick kick this year I have a couple other memoirs I read and obviously I hope to read a lot more in 2021 but I would if you've seen Gilmore Girls, if you've seen Parenthood, if you've seen anything Lauren Graham is in, if you remotely find Lauren Graham interesting, even if you're like, meh, she's fine, like I don't know a lot about her, like I don't care, read the book, it's hilarious, you will love her by the end of it. The next book I read, I read The Devil Wears Prada by Lauren Weisberger, Why, something like that, Weisberger, I guess that's right. Um, I actually read this for my AP Lit class. I got to pick the book though, so... 
And yeah, in case you're keeping tabs, I took AP Lang junior year. I'm a senior. I'm taking AP Lit this year. I, I love English, so that's why I'm taking all the AP Englishes. But um, essentially, we had to pick a book that was also a movie and compare and contrast the book and the movie. And I love the movie, The Devil Wears Prada. And it was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, I'm just going to read the book. I've never read the book. So technically, it was for school, but like I probably would have ended up reading this book anyways. Um, a lot of people online and on Goodreads. Also, I use Goodreads, so obviously also not sponsored, but you should also download Goodreads. It lets you keep track of the books you read, uh, the books you want to read, lets you rate them, etc. And then at the end of the year, it gives you like a synopsis. That's what I'm using right now to tell you this is the order I read them throughout the year, etc. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, the Goodreads reviews. People are brutal on Goodreads reviews, first of all. It's like insane. They're, it is intense. So don't read the reviews for a book. If you want to read it, read it because people are really brutal about it regardless. But the people were like, this is the one instance where the movie is significantly better than the book. The book was terrible, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. I, I didn't feel that way personally. I, I love the movie, obviously. That's why I picked it. Meryl Streep, you know, love it. But I was like also just as interested in the book. I think the book had more details than the movie did and the movie is obviously portrayed by very uh, great actors and is is like a mo- an entire motion picture situation where you, you see and visualize and everything and so I could see where people would be like the movie is better but I think that the book measured up to it in a way that that sometimes that connection is missed when the movie's base when the movie's more popular than the book right like most of the time like harry potter one would argue i would argue the books are better than the movies but the it's based on the book the book is more popular than the movies but when you think about the devil wears prada the movie is significantly more popular than the book is and i think that they do actually measure up and i would recommend i just got really like analytical about this situation here (laughs) um i think that the book actually was pretty good and i would recommend you read it especially if you like the movie even if you don't like the movie I would recommend you read it. I thought it was very good. Just just letting, letting y'all know. I thought it was great. And I did, in fact, get an A on that comparative essay. So, yay me. Um, the next book I read, I read Brunette Ambition, which is Leah Michelle's memoir. And I wa- uh, I've been a fan of Leah Michelle for a long time. If you listen to the podcast, you know that information. But um, I watched Glee for the first time. Uh, over the summer, maybe like towards the end of like May, the end of the school year, the uh, 2020 school year. And I think that uh, the book was not the same as like it was a com- on a completely different vein of like Lauren Graham's memoir, right? So I think Leah's was more like her advice almost. She talked about her life like half the book was talking about her life but the rest was like these are some recipes I like and this is like the way you put together an outfit and you know I I still enjoyed it and I think that it was good and I wouldn't be like don't read it if you like Leah Michelle like I would still recommend you read it because there was like some interesting bits about her life and it gives you more insight into the way her like the way she works and the way I think she gets a lot of criticism for her like attitude and I think that if you knew her background if you like really went into it like I think the book describes you would understand kind of where she's coming from a little bit more and I think that that is really interesting and I would recommend you read it if you have any connection to Leah Michelle in any way or you like Glee whatever Uh, it does have some fun behind the scenes Glee stuff but it's also vastly different from Lauren Graham's book where it's just her telling stories and it's hilarious. Leah's is more like her telling stories but also her like 
giving you information, but also I, I was taking pictures of like some of the recipes because I read on my Kindle and I checked it out from the library. So I was taking pictures on my phone of my Kindle with like some of the recipes, some of the things because I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Like I want to be able to like save that for later. So I think that it's, it's a worthwhile read, but just know it's not your typical memoir. That's like what I would just caution you is not getting into the mindset that it is your typical memoir because in my opinion, it's not. The next book I read was The Road by Cormac McCarthy. This was 110% for school. It was okay. I mean, it was super depressing, especially for the pandemic world we're living in and the world we were living in when I read it back in over the summer for my AP Lit class. I was like, this is depressing. It was okay. It was kind of interesting. Some parts were long. I don't know. I mean, if you have to read it for school, like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but like, like, I don't recommend you run out and read The Road. Uh, the next book I read was Heart of Darkness, also for school by Joseph Conrad. This book made absolutely no sense. Like, I know you're not here to hear me, like, uh, banter on about my school books. But if you have to read this, I'm so sorry. It makes no sense. Like, I, I don't, I can't even explain it. We had to read, it's in three parts. We had to read a part in like two days. It was like, I don't know, 80 pages. I would listen to the audiobook, which was like two hours long for one part. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I do not have two hours. So I would listen to it on two times speed and then like scroll through and read really fast just so I could get the information in my head because I felt like I wasn't even understanding it when I was just reading it. Like I would have been there for hours. So I had to have the audiobook on, but I really didn't have the motivation to listen to two hours worth of something I didn't understand. So I had the thing on two times speed. So just just so you know, that's the move if you ever have to read Heart of Darkness. The next book I read was Sorry Not Sorry, Dreams, Mistakes, and Growing Up by Naya Rivera. I read Naya Rivera's memoir, unfortunately, after she passed away. I wanted to read it anyways after I read Leah Michelle's, but I was like, just like dragging my feet on it. And obviously like, horrible what happened and it makes the book I mean the book was great like I would 100% recommend you read it if you haven't if you're a fan of Naya if you're a fan of Glee etc but it's like it's really kind of depressing to read because you know that she's not alive anymore and so it makes it really hard to like read someone who she talks about her life dreams and her plans and how she plans on living for a long time and it's like you know that like what that amounted to and so it's like kind of depressing to read but also like I said with Leah's book I think it gives a lot of insight to who she is as a person and why she acts the way she does and I think that it's really special and interesting to read even though it, it obviously is not like a great happy read because of the circumstances but I would recommend you read it. The next book I read was The Grim Legacy by Polly Schulman. This is a reread for me. I read this book probably in elementary school but my friends were talking about it at lunch one day and I was like that was like my favorite book for years. I loved this book and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna read it again. So I read it in like a couple nights and essentially it's just about um I didn't explain what my books from school were about but you probably don't care so I'm just gonna skip over that and then the memoirs are obviously what I explained but um the grim legacy is about some they're, I think they're like middle school age kids I would say the book is middle grade but they're middle school age kids and they work at this it's almost like a library but it's not you can rent out objects and it's just like some like super basic objects but you can also the Grimm collection is all the all the pieces from the Grimm fairy tales and they are actually like 
enchanted and magic and I don't really like fantasy like that's not my genre but like I loved this book when I was a kid and since my friends were talking about it, I'm like oh my gosh I have to read this again so I read it again I loved it a second time even though I mean I'm definitely like older than the demographic for this book uh, I loved it and I would recommend that if you do like fantasy and especially if you love um fairy tales if you love the Grim the Brothers Grimm all of that like you do need to read this it's really really fun and it's an easy read like you could read it in a couple nights like I said I read it like before I went to bed on school nights and stuff I wrote it in the middle of the school year like it was all fine and great the next book I read was Cry the Beloved Country by Alan Payton which again was for school obviously I do not just like you know read books like that I mean I love like I respect people who will read classics for fun but that's not like my that's not my vibe like I would rather read like YA's or like realistic fiction I like historical fiction I like memoirs, I like some nonfiction books, you know, but I, you know, I cannot get behind reading classics. But Cry the Beloved Country was one of the better books I've read for um, a high school English class. It was easy to understand, like I, I knew what was going on and that made it a lot more enjoyable to read than something that I was like, what the heck is going on? Like with Heart of Darkness, I had no idea what was going on. The road I could understand, it was just a little boring and depressing, but like Cry the Beloved, or uh, the Heart of Darkness, no dice, no idea what was happening, and I'm gonna talk about another book that I literally had no idea what was happening, but Cry the Beloved Country, it was actually, like I said, one of the better books I've read, um, I will kind of explain it to you, it's about the apartheid in, uh, South Africa, and it's just this man's journey, his, uh, son is accused of killing, uh, he's, his son is black and is accused of killing a white boy, and it just, like, kind of goes through that, um, it's, uh, it makes a lot of ties to, like, slavery in the United States and like oppression and you can even like link it to what's happening now with the Black Lives Matter movement so I think that it actually is timeless in a way and I think that that's what makes it good and it is understandable so honestly like if you have to read it for school like like it's, it's not bad you'll enjoy it you might even want to read it now that was the only one I would recommend that you like might want to read now the next book I read was The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas um confession it was for school however I got to pick the book again I had read an essay on a New York Times bestseller I was going to read The Hate You Give anyways so I was like why not I'm gonna read this book for school and I'm gonna read it anyways because I wanted to read it so this book was fantastic I would 100% if you have not read The Hate You Give want to read it it is essentially about um, a young African-American girl. She's about 16 and she witnesses her childhood best friend Khalil get shot and killed by a police officer. He was unarmed. He wasn't doing anything wrong, all of that. And she has to decide if she wants to like tell her story and like what she saw or if she wants to protect herself because she lives in a city that's really crime ridden and gang ridden and she's trying to protect herself but also stand up for the legacy of her friend who was innocent and didn't do anything and unarmed and all of that and I think the book is really eye-opening as to what like I as a white person who does not experience that kind of thing can take away from someone who did and I, I'm pretty sure it is based on a true story but ultimately it is fiction but I think I thought it was fantastic I would 100% recommend you read it no matter what no matter what your age whatever the next book I read, my stupid email, the next book I read, that's not what it's called, is Say What You Will by Cami McGovern. And this book I also thought was really fantastic. It was about a girl, I believe she has, 
cerebral palsy, but I'm not 100% sure. She's wheelchair ridden. She can't speak, but she uses like a talk, a talkman thing where she like can type with like one hand and it speaks what she wants to say. She's really super intelligent. And then she has this program at the beginning of the book where she befriends some, she's a senior in high school, where she befriends some of her uh, classmates who help her around, uh, help her with her chair, help her with her talking thing, and one of those kids is Matthew, and he has OCD, and he is really just struggling with himself, and she's struggling with obviously what she has to deal with being in a chair and not being able to speak, and they just kind of find each other and work through their senior year and beyond that way, and I think it's really a special book, and I would highly recommend you read it, honestly, and I, I, I've been super into books that deal with mental health and deal with disabilities because that's what I want to go into. I want to go into psychology. I want to be a therapist, so I mean that is kind of a theme with the books I've been reading because I'm really into that characterization and getting into the head of someone who has those mental illnesses or a disability like uh, the other main character did, and I think that that's just something I'm really into reading about, but if you found that like plot interesting, I would 100% say you should read it. The next book I read was, this is getting really long guys, I really did not think me talking about 13 books would take 20 minutes, but here we are. I will speed it up. I don't know, like, what even took me so long? What have I been talking about? Um, the next book I read was The Inferno by Dante, whose last name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. I read this for school, and I will admit to you I didn't understand a thing that was going on. Like, I, for the first, like, five, ten chapters, I was like, I'm gonna read it, and then Spark notes it at the end to make sure I understood. Well, I wasn't understanding anything I was reading. There was literally no point to me even reading the book, so by the end, I was just spark noting it. Like, I, I couldn't understand it. There was nothing I could do. Like, I, I try not to do that. Like, I'm a big believer in, like, I'm asked to read the book. I'm going to read the book. Like, I have I never done this before, but I was like, I, I can't, I can't understand it. Like, absolutely, like, I didn't understand what I was even reading. It was making no sense. So I was like, forget it. I'm not even going to try and read this book. So technically, I don't know if this counts as a book I've read, but I took a test on it and got like a 95%. So I think, I think that passes and qualifies me as having read this book, even though I really read the spark notes. And the last book, also, if you want to know what it's about, it's about the levels of hell and, like, uh, Dante's, like, journey through the levels of hell, which would have been actually interesting had I been able to understand what was going on. Like, reading the spark notes is actually really interesting, his thoughts on how the, the early Catholicism beliefs of the levels of hell, how that went. Super, super interesting. But since I didn't understand the thing that was going on, it wasn't. So, I mean, I don't know. If it was written in modern language or, like, in a way that was understandable, I think it could have been interesting, but it, ju it just wasn't. The last book I read in 2020 was Every Last Word by Tamara Ireland Stone. And it is, again, a story about a girl with OCD. I have read this book before. I read this book um, when I was in middle school, which I didn't really, like, understand what was going on because I didn't understand the, the mental illness aspect of it as much as I do now. But um, I, the, I read Say What You Will because it was recommended because I liked Every Last Word, but I was like, I need to read Every Last Word again because, of, like I said, what I want to go into. I just think it's really interesting. So I read it again. It was fantastic. This was between... This, The Grim Legacy, and To Kill a Mockingbird, those are definitely my favorite books of all time, and that is the very last book that I read in 2020, I believe. Let me just double check that that was, in fact, the last book. Um, I did, however, start um, a couple of books 
that I just like didn't finish towards the end of the year. I well, I started a book and then I have a an audiobook. So I have been reading um, Six of Crows, which is a fantasy book, which is normally not my genre, but um, some of my friends are like really into it and they said it was really fantastic. So I've been reading that. It is uh, still the first week of January and I'm now almost done with that. It is actually really good, but I will talk about that more later. And I also got the audiobook for Busy Phillips' book, This Will Only Hurt a Little, or something like that. That's like kind of what the title is. It might be that. I'm not really sure, but uh, I will be listening to that. I've barely started that one, but I'm also excited to get into that book. But I think that audiobooks are really fun with memoirs, especially when like the the author is voicing it over, you know. So I'm pretty excited about all of that. And that, after 20 minutes, a little over 20 minutes, concludes the books I read in 2020. And like I said, I'm hopefully going to read more books in 2021. So maybe I will split my book part and like do a midway check-in if I have a bunch of books, because if I read 21 books, we will be here for an hour just me talking about books. So let us move into the next segment. Now that it is finally 2020, 2021, I almost just said it was 2020 again. Y'all, I am still, when I write the date on stuff, I still put 2020 and I'm like, no, this horde year is over. It is 2021. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm super excited about the new year. And honestly, I feel like our country and the world is still in like such a place where it's not really improving and I think a lot of people are like who cares it's 2021 like we just changed the year name but like everything's remaining the same but I think that just the idea that like we kind of get a fresh start even though the world is still not back to a place we obviously want it um it's given me the ability to be like okay this is the situation we're dealt there is nothing at this point I personally can do to stop a global pandemic so I'm gonna live the best I can while being safe obviously wearing a mask obviously do all of those things but just living as happy as I possibly can given the circumstances I've taken up bullet journaling which I didn't intend to talk about at all but I just mentioned it so we're gonna talk about it a little bit so if you don't know what bullet journaling is essentially it's like you're making your own planner you're keeping track of your habits and your sleep and uh, for me I'm doing all my school assignments but if you work you keep track of that and meetings and all of those things and I think that it's really grounding me in focusing on myself and focusing on putting myself first and even though the world is in a state of disarray still at this point in 2021 that I'm going to put my best foot forward and just make the best out of the situation even though let's be honest y'all this pandemic does not seem to be ending anytime soon but so like I said I'm super excited for 2021 I feel significantly better in the last six days than I have in a long time and I know that that's just like the placebo effect in my brain but I also think it's just me thinking that it's gonna be better and like putting my positive mental attitude out there if you will that it's really actually helping me feel better and making me more excited for what is to come and getting over this hump because things will go back to normal. I mean, obviously we did not think we would still be dealing with this in 2021. Back in March when this started, we were not all like, yeah, the new year still going to be this way. We definitely thought it would be done by now, but it is, it is going to end at some point. It has to, we cannot be like this forever. So I'm very much looking forward to that day, but until then I'm going to make the best out of what is going on right now. 
but uh, I just want to touch on some of my 2021 goals. I mentioned earlier I want to read 21 books, so that's just a big thing for me. I really want to read a lot this year. Like I said with my bullet journal, I'm tracking all the movies and TV shows I watch, so I'll have a nice huge running list at the end of the year to recap with you guys for my TV shows and movies, and I'm really excited about that. And then also I have a book list of books I want to read, and then I'm going to keep track of all the books I read. And so that is a huge goal for me to read more this year. I'm already halfway done with two different books, three books. I'm, I just finished one book just start that uh, was technically for school, but it was like, it's not like a school type book. It's more of a, it's called Toxic Charity. And it's about um, just how people doing their best to help people in need can sometimes be toxic. I'll talk more about that later, but uh, I just finished that one. And then I have two more books on the docket. So I think I am really pushing for 21 books. I definitely think I'll get there. Hopefully I greatly exceed that. My next goal, which I don't talk about my writing a lot on here, but I have been starting to write two novels. And I know you're probably like, Ava, why on earth would you start two novels at the same time? And I didn't really, but somehow it ended up that now I'm writing two novels at the same time, because I think for me, when I'm writing, I want to just be writing and not like like trying to do a hundred different things but sometimes you just one book you're like at a stalemate you're like I can't write this anymore like there's no way so somehow I ended up writing I have two books going at the same time so my goal is to finish one of the two novels I am writing before the end of the year not to get it published or anything like that eventually I would like to get some of my work published but that that's too lofty of a goal for this year especially since I'm going to be starting school in a new place all of that but I would like to get a rough draft of one of my novels finished and I think that would be just amazing so I'm really going to be working towards that so I hope that can happen if y'all want to know more about my writing or what I'm writing about and all of that just let me know and I will be glad to talk more about it but I don't usually talk about that it's just like one of my passion projects I kind of do some working on it silently um my next goal is to find my new home in college if you don't know I am a senior right now class of 2021 it is finally my graduation year so I will be moving across the country, hopefully somewhere not where I am right now. And I just hope that I can find uh, my new home and find new friends and just really find a community that I can be a part of because I have lived where I am currently my entire life. And so I think it'll be uh, just really good to get a fresh start and just have a new outlook, be looking at something from a different perspective because I feel really stuck where I am right now. And I think that uh, 2020 has made me realize that I was really stuck and I needed something because I've been at the same school for seven years. I've been there since sixth grade. I've been in the same house, the same town doing the same thing. And I felt, I feel right now, I feel like I'm getting unstuck as I'm trying to branch out at starting this podcast and writing books and all these different things has really gotten me to feel like I'm less stuck. But I really think once I once I get out of this house and move on, I won't be so, I won't be so stuck. And I think that's going to be really good for me. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, my next goal is to, well, this is a huge lofty goal and I don't know if it'll happen, but I would like to work out every single day in 2021, 365 days. I've done it so far. It's only day six though. So like, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it somehow it's going to go wrong. I, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself actually doing that, but I think that it's it's a good starting position to be like, I'm going to work out every day in some capacity. Yesterday I was really busy. I got my hair done. I had school, etc. So I did uh, like a 15 minute like uh, legs and butt workout and a little bit of yoga. Okay, that, that checks the box. I worked out yesterday. Today I did a bike ride and uh, another one of my goals, which I'm kind of tying into this, is uh, I'm a competitive swimmer. I have talked about this a little bit. I don't talk about it a lot either. 
but uh, I am retiring from swimming officially after this school year. Hopefully cross your fingers for me that I get a swim season, but uh, I will be retiring after this, my senior swim season, or I will just be club swimming until um, I leave for college, and then I will be retiring for a multitude of reasons, injury, and I want to go to a big school, and I'm not fast enough to swim at a big school, so for a multitude of reasons, I will be no longer competitively swimming, which is kind of sad, but I think that it's been a part of my life for so long that eventually I'm going to have to let it go, and my body is really just breaking down from it, so I will no longer be doing that, but I need to find a new way to work out once I retire from swimming. Um, it's been my primary source of exercise for the last 10 years. I also used to play soccer and I played lacrosse, so I'm not obviously going to be playing sports in college, so I'm going to need to find something, whether it be running or I've been doing cycling a lot over the break when my practices were on hiatus. Um, I've been doing a lot of biking. Um, I think I am probably going to like try and do some running, maybe like train for like 5k and a half marathon and stuff like that just to, like build myself up. I think that would be really good for me to have some sort of end goal instead of just being like, I'm going to go for a run. Like I feel like I'll be like really flaky on that. So that is a big goal. And then my last big goal, I'm not talking about all my little goals. I think we would be here forever. And we, you have already listened to me ramble on long enough is to continue the podcast. I have really, really enjoyed doing this this past year, and I think it's been a huge shining light for me and something that I've been wanting to do forever, and I just kept thinking, that's never going to work. I'm never going to be any good at it. Like, why would I do that? And I think that now that I've gotten into it, it's really become a part of my life that I don't think I ever want to not have. And I, I mean, at some point, obviously, I don't think I'm going to be podcasting till my grave, but I think for right now that it's a big part of my life and I definitely intend to continue it through 2021. So hope you're not sick of me because more is coming. Um, I would like to have at least a thousand followers on the Instagram for this account. So shameless plug, go follow me if you don't already. It's NYATV underscore junkie pod. And I would also have like to have 75 episodes, which I think is a huge goal. I have right now, I believe, 23 episodes here. Let me let me look really quick, but uh, my episodes are not anywhere near 75. My original goal was 100. I was like, I don't know if that is going to happen. So I have 23 episodes right now, and I have only 44 followers on my Instagram. So if you would like to go follow me on my Instagram, that would be much appreciated. Help me towards my goal of 1,000 and my... 75 episodes so I mean if I could get to 100 that would be incredible but I think 75 is a better goal given the circumstances and now I'm going to do a quick wrap up of my 2020 so the first thing I want to do is talk about the five best tv shows I watched for the first time in 2020 it only counts if I watch them for the first time in 2020 mostly in quarantine because uh the first three months of my 2020 before quarantine were absolutely crazy and I had zero time so I mean you can pretty much credit credit COVID for this podcast and my my newfound judge of TV if you heard my Gossip Girl episode I talked a little bit about like my TV journey and how I used to only watch reality TV and then I realized that there was a whole nother world of hot reality TV out there so if you missed that you should listen to that part because that's really an insight into me and my TV like watching eyes you know so I don't know where I was going with that. I just told you that. But um, my five favorite TV shows I watched for the first time in 2020 at number five. I'm breaking them in order of five, four, three, two, one, you know. So number five is the morning show. I did do a little recap on this in a recent episode. I believe it was part of my fourth segment series. I talked about it for like 10 minutes. 
it's really fantastic. It was a great watch. I would recommend you watch it. Again, I talked more about it earlier. So if you are interested in hearing my full thoughts on that, go back to that episode. It was probably my last fourth segment episode, possibly one before that, but it was definitely recent. Number four is One Day at a Time, which I'm not 100% sure if I've talked a lot about. Um, unfortunately, I did post this on my Instagram that uh, the show did get canceled this year recently, like within the last month. They were on Netflix. They were Netflix original. And they got bounced to Pop TV. And then they got bounced to CBS, but they didn't gain enough traction on CBS. So they, like, they got canceled completely, which is really, really sad for me. There are four, maybe five seasons one day at a time. I watched uh, the first four uh, on Netflix. They had already been out. And then I watched season five as it uh, came out on Pop TV. All of this happening this year. I love it. It's about a Cuban-American family. And if you've seen the old one day at a time, from like maybe the 80s I'm not 100% sure it's it's a riff off of that uh with Norman Lear as the like producer creator and it's just really good and I would highly recommend you watch it it has a lot of good representation and I think that it's important it's an important show and I'm really sad it got canceled and it was really dang funny so like I said number three is Glee which I watched for the first time in May-ish uh, per the recommendation of my best friend, which I said uh, about a quarter of a million times on this episode, or on this podcast, not on this episode. So, I mean, if you're you're a loyal listener, you've probably you've probably heard me talk about that. But yeah, I'd never seen Glee. I'd seen bits and pieces of it here and there, um, but I'd never like actually sit down sat down and watch it. And my best friend was like, "Girl, you have to watch this." So I did. I watched it speed quick. I watched all six seasons in like a month. Again, like we were in quarantine though, so it wasn't like I was doing much else. But uh, it was really good, and I'm very glad I watched it. And I think in any other year, it would have been my number one show. But I watched so much good TV this year that it comes in at number three. At number two is Parenthood, which I watched for the first time in, like, March or April. I originally watched it because of Lauren Graham. Uh, It was at the beginning of quarantine. I was like, what the heck am I going to do with all this time? I started out in the beginning of quarantine, just rewatching seasons of Survivor. I was rewatching seasons of Amazing Race. Then I was like, I need something else to watch. And I knew that Lauren Graham was in Parenthood. And I was like, why not? You know? So I watched it. It is fantastic. In my opinion, it is a lot like This Is Us, but like not so like intertwined and connected the characters like that. But it's it has that like raw emotion. And I think that it's really powerful and it's good and the family's awesome and I got my mom to love it so I think it's just it's really fantastic and again I would highly recommend you watch Parenthood if you haven't watched Parenthood I'm like a huge fan and coming in number one for the year of 2020 is One Tree Hill which was by far my favorite show that I watched this year I watched it starting in August I want to say I finished it in the end of October which took me that's three entire months. However, I did start back school the third or second or third week of August. So even though I was hybrid half online, half in person, it was still like like a big adjustment. I had to be online and it was a whole to do. So I kind of like slowed down significantly on watching the show. I pretty much only watched it on the weekends, but it was so good. I loved it. Honestly, when I was watching the first like couple seasons I was like this is good I'm gonna finish it but like not a favorite and then it just like really grew on me and it got really in-depth and emotional and I think that it was just really great and I'm completely shocked 
and no one told me to watch it sooner. It makes me very sad that I haven't been enjoying this for many years. But, um, and I have, now that I realized how great the show is, and I feel like I didn't have that appreciation when I watched season one the first time, I'm re-watching season one just so I can feel that appreciation this time. But it's fantastic. Once again, if you have not watched this show and you have heard me ramble on about it over the last couple months, y'all need to watch it. I have a giant One Tree Hill recap coming up. It is taking me, I, when I tell you forever to plan, I literally mean forever to plan. And I'm just looking at my notes here and I realize I have this tab open. Not not once, not twice, but three times because I was working on my One Tree Hill episode in this corner. Then I have some stuff from school, some like random stuff. Then I have it again. Then I have some more stuff from school and then I opened it to film this episode. So just so you know, I'm constantly working on this podcast in the background, but that episode is taking me quite a long time to prop for. I'm also prepping for other episodes at the same time, doing a bunch of other things. That's probably what's stalling me, but it is gonna be great and it's gonna be long and it's gonna be in depth and I'm really excited about it it is coming at you within the next month I feel like I can safely promise but hopefully sooner the next episode that's coming out is my amazing race recap like no like no exceptions it has to come out so that is coming out soon but those were the five best tv shows I watched and then I just wanted to do my three highs three lows of 2020 I want to talk about a couple of things I'm looking forward to 2021 and we will get to wrapping this up so my three highs for 2020 were this podcast number one which I talked about earlier has just been fantastic for me I think personally I hope you all have enjoyed listening to it but it has really been great for me this year and I am very very glad I started it number two Getting a lot of time to reflect and slow down and be happy with myself, all of that I think has been really great for me in 2020. At the beginning of 2020, I was a junior in high school. I was taking four AP classes, three honors, and a religion class. I was drowning to say the least. It was really, really bad. And I eventually just right before the pandemic, I dropped a class, got a study hall, and was like starting to get my head above the water again. And it was just, it was pure chaos. I was not happy. It was not good. I would 10 out of 10 not recommend you do that to yourself if you were still in high school. Like, not worth it. Definitely not worth it. But um, I got through it, as you will if you are similarly struggling. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, when the pandemic hit, I was like, holy crap, I have so much free time. I was like, what is this? Like, I was so, like, not happy with how much time I was spending like in my in an average week I would go to school from whatever 7 a.m to 3 p.m I would swim until 5 30 I would do homework until midnight or later or I would do school and swim and then I would volunteer at my church which I love doing it's a huge part of my life and I, I don't regret doing that at all my email just buzzed but anyways I don't regret doing that at all but it was just it was a lot and I was drained so when everything got canceled I had a school get canceled we had like occasional meetings for classes swim got canceled church got canceled everything got canceled I was like oh my gosh like like what do I do at this time this is this is really bizarre for me I'm so busy all the time and I was like well well I guess I could like uh, watch tv <laughs> or read a book it's like wow look at this look at all this free time I've accumulated and I think that was really important for me to be like I'm not tied to the busyness of my life like that's not me like I feel like I spent so much time being like I'm a jack of all trades I do it all like yay me look at how busy I am but like like wh why was I so 
intent on having that be my accomplishment that I had no free time and I was sick all the time because I never slept and I was exhausted and I wasn't happy. I don't know why that was my goal, but I think when everything went to craps in March, I was like, oh my gosh, there's like, there's nothing for me to be doing. And I think that was so important for me to realize that even though 2020 was hell for so many people, I think that that it was important for me to be like, okay, the world's not ending. Well, I mean, it felt like it was ending, but like, I'm okay. Things are slowing down. This could be good for me. And I think it really did bring a lot of goodness to my life. So for that, I am thankful. Uh, and the third high was that I am getting some of my senior year. Like I said, I was hybrid for first semester. I am currently full-time. However, I do not think that will last given the circumstances of COVID and especially since I feel like the numbers are really ramping up in my area. But I think that if we can get this vaccine out, cross your fingers, things could get better very quickly. But I'm happy that I've just gotten to go to school even a little bit, see my teachers and my friends. And I don't know, I just think, I think I'm blessed that I've gotten at least a little bit of that. And I mean, it sucks, but we're doing the best we can over here. My three lows are number one, obviously the global pandemic that decided to hit the world in 2020. Obviously a huge blow to everyone's life, craziness, death, tragedy, horrible. But you all have heard plenty about that in the last year, so we will move quickly along. My canceled junior swim season, and that is unfortunate because um, that's my livelihood. Essentially, I love swimming, and I love swimming even more for my high school team. We got like three weeks of practice, which I enjoyed very much, and I'm very glad I got three weeks of practice, but um, the world shut down the Friday before my first swim meet. My first swim meet was the Saturday. The world shut down on Friday. And I did not get to swim competitively in a meet at all my junior year. And I am just crossing my fingers to be at some sort of swim season this year. I'm really, really, really hoping. And number three is just the slow start to my senior year, which I talked about a little bit. I feel blessed for what I got, but it still sucks. I've never been to a football game when I wasn't in color guard. I was planning on not doing color guard my senior year so I could go to the football games and enjoy it and all of that. And then turns out we don't get football games, at least for now, because of COVID, obviously. But uh, so I've never actually been to a football game and I've never been to prom and I've never been to a dance with a date or anything. So I feel like I just missed a lot of things that like I was like, oh, senior year, senior year, I'll do senior year, which I think. First of all, huge lesson to anyone who's listening who is not a senior, who is an underclassman of any kind, don't put things off until your senior year. Because little did I know, freshman year, the last thing I thought was going to happen was a freaking global pandemic was going to take my senior year away. Like, who thinks that's going to happen? Like, you literally never know what is going to happen. You never know. I mean, this is absurd, but it happened. So I'm just saying, word to the wise, don't put things off. If you want to go to the dang dance, ask the boy. If you want to go to a football game, do it. Meet your friends, stay out, have fun. I mean, don't like go crazy. Don't do anything illegal. Don't drink, don't do drugs. I'm just saying like have fun, but like, you know, reasonably, but, um, just, just live because I feel like I spent so much time. Like I said, with my junior year, I was like, 
I am gonna study my butt off and that I dang did but it was not enjoyable and I'm going to get the good grades and get my GPA up and I'm gonna be top 25 and I'm gonna get into all these great colleges and all of this I'm like yeah I accomplished all of those things but that's not what life's about so I don't know I mean just I feel like the pandemic has taught a lot of us our priorities and what we should be focusing on and that grades and studying and all those things are not all life is about so just just you know more words to the wise from from Ava to you but anyways those are my three highs three lows I have a couple things I am looking forward to in 2021 first of all my graduation obviously very excited like I said I have been at my same school since sixth grade and I am very stuck and I am very, very looking forward to graduating. I do, I actually really like my school, really like my teachers and my friends. And I'm really going to miss a certain handful of people and I'm really going to miss swim. But other than that, I'm really, really excited to move. <laughs> Secondly, like I said, moving to a new town, getting out of here, I think it's going to be super good for me. I'm super ready for it. And I just, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really, really great. So I'm really jazzed. Uh, working on myself more. Like I said earlier, I think 2020 was the year for me to realize, um, why my priorities were completely out of whack. And I think that now knowing what I know now after living through a global pandemic and making it through 2020, I can focus on myself. Like I said, in my bullet journaling, I want to write, I want to do the podcast. I want to read a bunch of books. I think that that is really going to benefit me in the long run. Uh, working on my passion projects, like I just said, which apparently I have, I have a very, very specific mindset for 2021. I'm working on me. I'm planning my life out. I'm trying to be as happy and as healthy as humanly possible. And my passion projects are a big part of that. This podcast is the biggest passion project I think I have right now. I definitely started this because I didn't know what else to do with my time and I've, I've always wanted to do this and TV is like a huge part of my life probably bigger than I like to admit that TV is a big part of my life but it's true it is it's, it's really um it was really cathartic for me we talked about that word in English today and now it's like <laughs> look at me dropping my big words but it's true it's really cathartic for me we were talking about Greek tragedies in case you were wondering AP lit for the win um yeah so anyway uh tv is really cathartic for me it's really something that um helps me calm down and be happy and i think that it, even though it's as silly and as stupid as it sounds if that's something that brings me joy i guess like do the whole uh marie kondo like whatever doesn't bring you joy i'd just be standing on the side of the road with my coffee pot and tv but you know that's that story for another day um yeah, I think that uh, just being able to um, have an outlet for me to rant about my TV shows that at this point, honestly, I don't even care if anybody's listening. Like, I know I have people who listen to my podcast. I can see the numbers. Like, I know there are actually people who are listening to me speak right now. But, like, I don't even care. I just I just want to talk to people and myself and eventually build a community and um, eventually just be a happy little corner of the internet where we can talk about TV and other things and I can share my words of wisdom from my lovely 18 years on this planet. I mean, <laughs> I just think that, um, I have a lot to share and I have a lot of TV to talk about because I love TV. Also, like I said, my writing of my books, also I'm still talking about passion projects. I got it off on a huge tangent. Um, I'm talking about my passion projects, but the books I'm writing, I have always wanted to write a book you know what? Why don't I write the dang book? What is stopping me? 
what is holding me back? Where's the fear? I feel like I sound like I'm giving a TED talk, but it's true. What was holding me back? What, even if the book goes nowhere, even if nobody reads it, even if it never gets published, writing a novel is a huge deal. And I really, really think that that's something I want to pursue. And no matter where I end up in my life, I want to be a published author. And my biggest goal in life, which I've never said out loud, and I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, is to be on the New York Times bestseller list before I turn 30. So I don't know, that's like a huge goal. And I just put it out in the universe. So hopefully like good things happen. But I do think that um, it's possible. And I really think that as long as I work for it, it will happen. So just, just so you know where I'm at with that, uh, that was, those are pretty much my two big passion projects right now. I'm thinking about starting an Etsy shop with like stickers and stuff, all TV themes. If you're interested in that, again, like DM me on Instagram. Um, if you've made it this far, you probably are interested. So it's NYA TV underscore junkie pod. Like I've said like a couple times in this episode already, but you've probably forgotten by now. So here it is again. Um, and yeah. So also I'm looking forward to going to Disney World, going to Florida with my aunt, obviously provided COVID is not crazy. I hopefully want to do that in May for my graduation present. I'm very excited about that. Even if we can't go this year, we will at some point go, even if it has to be like next year, we're going, we've been planning this trip for like years. So I'm really looking forward to that. And like I said, I, I have a lot of things I'm looking forward to in 2021 and I think it's going to be a great year. Anyways, I have two more things to touch on before I end this episode. Honestly, if you made it this far, like, kudos to you. I've been talking for almost an hour about books and my life and 2020 and 2021, but I haven't recorded an episode in a while, so I just I just want to talk and, you know, catch up. How are y'all? If you want to DM me on Instagram about your goals or um, anything, your goals, uh, how your 2020 went, what you're looking forward to. Uh, if you're writing a book or wanting to start a podcast or anything, let me know. Like, fill me in. I would love to chat about it with you. That would be super awesome. Anyways, I wanted to talk about The Voice for just a hot second. Not long at all. Um, this is the first, and I quite literally mean the first, season of The Voice I have watched start to finish. I always start The Voice and get very excited about The Voice and then somehow get 10 episodes behind and just say, screw it. So... This is the first season. I mean, I literally think I've never made it through a season front to back. Maybe one other time, but probably not. So I made it from the very first episode to the very last episode. I watched every episode. I caught all the stuff and I'm very, very happy about it, which you're probably like, why do you keep like coming back to it if you never finish it? But like, I am determined. Plus Gwen Stefani and Kelly Clarkson are like literally my two favorite human beings on the face of planet earth. That's probably a stretch, but I do really love them both. And they're both coaches this season. Like, how awesome. So, I wanted to watch it. Plus, still kind of in a global pandemic, so I have more time than I normally would have. I mean, not as much as I did in March, obviously, but I still have more time than usual. So, I watched it. I loved it. Gwen won with Carter Rubin. I'm very sorry if you haven't seen that yet, but it's been like a month. And like I said, if you're behind, just give it up. Like, I have to do every season, but I did it this time, y'all. So anyway, I was just really happy about that. And I wanted to share that I'm really happy that Gwen won. And I'm really happy that Carter won. And that's all I have to say. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was Holiday Baking Championship, which I do watch faithfully every year front to back without fail. Watch it since season one. 
I don't know, it's just like a Christmas tradition at this point. The episodes are only an hour long. They're once a week. I mean, it's really bearable for me to watch, like, like bearable time-wise. I mean, I wouldn't be watching it if it was just simply bearable for me to get through, but like it's, it's bearable for me to do weekly time-wise, what I was getting at. But I really love the show and I was really happy. The final, what, the final three was, the final four was three girls, one guy. And usually it's not like that. And that made me very, very happy that the girls got all the way to the end. Spoiler alert, Juliana won. I really liked her. She was a home baker. She was young and she had a lot of talent and I was really happy that she won. I also really liked Megan. I believe that was her name. I'm pretty sure that was her name. Uh, I found out she's a Baylor alumni, which was really cool. Uh, don't ask me how I found that. It's just, <laughs> just things happen in my brain and I like found that out. But she's pregnant and I could just speculation for some reason the entire season. I was like, she's just going to disappear one day because she's going to have this baby. She's like eight months pregnant on the show. It's like that, that is dedication coming on a show eight weeks, eight weeks, eight months pregnant. Did I say weeks earlier? That would be not impressive. I mean, still impressive, but not as impressive. She's like seven or eight months pregnant. I was like, she's going to have this child middle of an episode not really but you know what I mean but I was I really liked her she's my favorite but I also really liked Juliana so there is that for you I don't really know why I felt like talking about that but I really wanted to so it's my podcast I can talk about what I want y'all anyways that is the end of this episode you're probably like oh my gosh Ava finally you stopped talking but I mean if you made it this far you might be somewhat enjoying yourself right so uh thank you guys so much for listening here's to 2021 is going to be our year it's going to be the best year yet and I know that the world is not in a great place but keep that positive attitude trust me trust me trust me it helps even just thinking that the world's going to get better is really really helpful and positive mental attitude which if you get that reference at all like I swear to you I will pay you that is like such a deep amazing race reference oh my goodness okay anyways thank you guys so much for listening I'm gonna stop rambling on I love you all bye